Betty. Betty. <laughs> oh my god. Love it. We said it at the same time. I know. Oh my god, that was so funny. Oh <laughs> hey, that was a synchronized Betty. That was awesome. Hey, oh I got vaxxed. Vaccinated. Oh, nice. Yeah, first shot. My arm feels like it's 100 pounds on its own. Oh. Whoa, I'm at 10 minutes. You're at 10. Oh, come on. Oh, jeez. 10 minutes. Wait, What's wait. What's going on here? Wait, 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 wait. Minutes. No, I'm at 25 seconds. Okay, so. Um, okay, so. What did you bring for a final exam? Do you know how many times I've called it graduation day? Me too. Every, every single time. Every single time I yeah. mean to say final exam, I say graduation day. And it's Me like, too. I don't think I can get over that movie. Neither can I because it was just <laughs> so good. It was so fun. It was so good. And it's just like, now every school movie is graduation day. Every single one. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I have, oh, guess what I brought for final exam? What? I brought my three-hole punch. Oh, that's good. Three-hole punch, because I'm, yeah, and I brought a binder. You actually brought a binder? I oh, brought a I binder. Brought a binder. That is incredible. I brought a binder, and I put my band sticker on it. Nice. And there's nothing in it yet, but there will be, because I have my three-hole punch. <laughs> I love it. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be three hole punching a bunch of notes and paper. <sighs> for final yeah, throughout exam. the movie. Yeah, throughout the movie. <laughs> hey, that's perfect. That is so funny. You're gonna be taking notes. I love it. I'm taking notes. I brought my number two pencil. Oh right, awesome. And I brought a pencil sharpener. You did. I bought a pencil sharpener yes. too. Excellent. I'm going to sharpen my pencil every time there's a kill. Uh, oh, perfect. You got to like yeah. put, put it up to the phone. <laughs> exactly. That is so cool. I'm so excited for this one. Okay, so welcome to Slashers and Suits. <laughs> hey, welcome to Slashers and Suits. I'm so incredibly excited for final exam. I think in the past few days, <laughs> we've watched this about 20 times. We sure have. <laughs> we sure have. And we have fun every single time. We are loving the school theme that we're on right now. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's just funny because <laughs> I keep going to Amazon and it keeps saying watch again. <laughs> oh, me too. And I, I love it because it's like the first thing that pops up. Um, but what's really fun about Final Exam, Sue, is that yeah. it was my pick because you said you hated it. <laughs> I know. I did my classic thing. I have somehow managed to convince myself that I don't like some of these movies. And then I watch them and I say, what the hell am I talking about? This is great. <laughs> so, you, But you did your thing with Final Exam the most I've ever seen it. 
ever. Like, ever because you were you were stalling too you're like you're really sure like should we watch final exam i don't know i, know. I don't know what's gonna happen and then i tried to weasel my way out of it <laughs> you did you did and then it was the best movie and we've watched it a lot of times like we watched it a end. lot of times <laughs> and because there's there's a lot to say actually like there's really a lot that they pack in um, kind of from the get-go and controversial we'll get into that but yeah. also we have some favorite favorite characters in here like that actually made the top five there's one character that made the number one slot for uh something that we'll get into yeah. <laughs> and definitely for both of us i think so i'm ready i have my my grapefruit shilling cider Ooh. And my three-hole punch. <laughs> very, 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 very nice. I've got a Corona light and a pencil sharpener. Nice. Do you use it with lime? I mean, not use it, but you know what I mean. Yes, I do invoke the lime. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Love it with lime. Corona light. Yeah. Well, I'm on a diet. <laughs> oh my God! White Corona. <laughs> <laughs> Light, past. You never, you never thought you'd see the day. No, I didn't. Good God. I drink I... light beer and go to bed at oh. 11. <laughs> what has happened to me? What has happened, Asu? <laughs> We've like switched. I go to bed at like 3 a.m., 4. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, eat I'm over here eating hot sauce. I know, habanero too, and ghost pepper sometimes. Yeah. And then I've got my my grapefruit juice. <laughs> my grapefruit cider is my it's my new favorite thing. What has happened? <laughs> <laughs> I love We're it. We're great places. Mm -hmm. I love it. All right. So a note about final exam. We're watching it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Because all of the slashes we love are for some reason on Amazon Prime. I know. I don't know how that worked out, but I love it so much. I love it too. Um, and so for this, you have to skip forward. Like there's some ads and then it that pushes the time ahead. So I'm yep. at, where are you? I'm at 25 seconds. It's a black screen. It's about to uh, come on to the opening shot. Okay, perfect. So I'll do three, two, and countdown and we'll play when I say play. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. I've studied for this exam, <laughs> by the way. I'm ready to pass it. Oh my. Okay, three, two, play. Oh, boom. I'm already sucked in. Red, uh, red thingies. What are they called? <laughs> we got some red thingies. We are good to go. <laughs> Coming in hot here with the red thingies. Oops. <laughs> Titles. <laughs> but okay, so establishing shot of this gorgeous, gorgeous college. Oh, it's already beautiful. Um, the water, the lake, trees, but it's very ominous because it's nighttime and there's some piano music, you know, and it's like letting you know that something's about to happen, I think. Yes, that in fact, what you just did is the universal noise of something is about to happen. <laughs> and it's uh, it's a piano. 
uh, like sequence <laughs> um, very close to Halloween, I might say. Very close. And so, now, here we've whoa. got our classic, classic <gasps> couple. The dude is an asshole, the chick doesn't care. Mm. They're in the car making out. Uh, he happens to be the quarterback. So ever since Friday the 13th, we've been talking about the shithead character, right? Mm -hmm. And he's taken a break for a few movies because they doubled him up as the jock. But in this movie, we return to the actual shithead and he doesn't last long. No, 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 no. And I, <laughs> I love him though. Um, he, he has what I call the electrified gold hair helmet. <laughs> oh, the golden electric storm. Yeah, and so it's it's kind of like it doesn't really move, but it looks like some like something's happened to it. No, that's otherworldly. <laughs> uh, yeah, something otherworldly has happened to this man's hair. Um, exactly. Look, even the convertible top tried to get away from him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so the top comes up, and they continue making out. And I love it because he's he's so sleazy, but he's really playing it off well. You know, he's he really is this character. He, he actually is. He does a really good job. Um, he'd probably be on some top 10 list if he had lasted longer. Oh, I think so too. And uh, I'm not trying to spoil, by the way, but obviously we're in the prologue now, so we understand that he's going to die. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And uh, the best face ever when the girl says, I love you, do you love me? And he makes the most like terrified face and just kind of brushes it off and is in that spot where he's gonna have to say something if he wants to keep going here. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, of course, sure. And then he's, his face is like, nope, no way. We're gonna meet his brother in about 10 or 15 minutes. Oh too. my God. His little bro. It totally is, huh? Yeah, that's his little brother. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, well, something fun is coming there. See, now he turns into the, like, intermediate character when the jock jacket comes off and the plaid goes on. Oh, things are uh, happening. Yes. <laughs> oh, see, look at this. Uh, I assume the guy that we assume <laughs> is the killer just walks on into the frame uh just completely nonchalant he just is looking at the, the couple in the car that's what i love about him he's just like on a stroll yeah just like a nightly walk leisure time yeah he's like oh well this couple seems like they gotta go we're gonna see a lot of that over the shoulder too we're gonna have a lot of screen time for the killer oh yeah uh, controversial. <laughs> okay, our, but the our boy getting macho, he's about to go outside <laughs> and get the noise, maybe get into a fight. Um, uh, we'll see. We shall see. Like you said, letter jacket has come off and the plaid has <gasps> come off. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, there's so much to say right now. Okay, the killer has approached the car. The killer's on the car. The killer's on the car. The killer's on the car, he slashes open the convertible top, and, and picks, up, 
picks up the jock like a rag doll and pounces him down on the top of the car and he is gone kill number one like you said last time though he's, he was like a wwf guy the way he ripped him out of the car okay i'm saying that was like a macho man randy savage like pull it was like here we go we're not playing around here with this killer okay and he snapped him like a slim jim he really did and he did a peekaboo peepers to the car mm. yes correct so <laughs> do you want to explain what he did well so he's standing on top of the car in sort of a uh belly flop position yeah just because uh, Tuesday and then what he does is he he leans his head down and stares at the driver through <laughs> the windshield but the killer's upside down it's incredibly oh, funny it's, it's really really like um okay well they're pulling no punches this is our killer this is what he looks like boom so this is a first we've seen the killer at the very beginning of the movie so that's who he is um, but now we're at the college and it's daytime, nice music, it's a lifetime movie, like everything's fine and dandy, a classic slasher, um, Switch. From, yeah, the Switch. Yeah, from, oh, something is going on to, oh, now we meet our friends and t or the teenagers at school and they're just, you know, worried about boyfriends and tests. Yeah, they pulled the old one-two on us here in a big way. We went from a brutal murder to scenic college backdrop, and now we are in an episode of sitcom all of a sudden. I don't know, but who are we with now? So, <laughs> uh -oh. I, this is my, so this is my guy that I need to, I need to kind of calm down because he's our yuppie. He's our yuppie. He's the number one guy. He's the leader of the frat. He's the leader of the class. He's the bronze electric storm. Look at that hair. Oh, he is, too. Right, so that's going to be important, folks. We've got golden electric storms and bronze electric storms. So he might... Is he the Mr. Potato Head here? Well, that is not a yet. prestigious award that we might have to wait until the okay. end to give out because right, uh, there's going to be some stiff competition in Potato Head oh. Oh my god, look, look, look. Okay, so we've got our yuppie who has the polo, whatever, alligator, whatever that yuppie symbol is, like on the, the polo shirt, or whatever. <laughs> Tucked into his khakis with his his leather yacht shoes with no socks because his right. daddy gave him a boat. Yeah. And then we've got my favorite character ever, Nerd. So, he's also... One of my favorite characters of all time and his name is radish that's right his name is radish talk about a good name oh my god his name is radish and, and look and at him he's got his pocket protector too and he's got a ton of books um and look at the way he walks okay Excuse it's me. just gold so this walk figures into a run that is imminent he seems to only move his legs from the knee down right so right. it's it's all feet mostly. <laughs> it's all feet. He is he is quite the unique species. We'll study him more as time goes on. And here comes uh -oh. my favorite character, the one and only Wild Man. Oh no! All right. 
So Wild Man has his name. It's Wild Man on his jock jersey. Jersey, right? That's what they call them. Yes, he's yeah. uh, got a jersey and some jeans and a golden electric storm hair. Oh, now he's got electric storm straight from Zeus. <laughs> straight from Zeus. And this is the little brother of the guy who got killed at the beginning of the movie. Uh, his name's Wild Man once again, and we are going to see quite a bit of him. He's our main jock. He's our main source of comedy, and he is the number two guy on campus, second to the yep. yuppies. And he and the yuppie are friends. They have the classic alliance. You've got the guy who controls the money and the guy who is the physical force to be reckoned with. Oh, I love this professor. So they're all in class, and the professor has the, um, like, a perfect 80s white boy fro. So does the nerd, by the way. Yeah. Which they I love. Do. They're both at Soul Train. Oh, absolutely. And all of a sudden, wait, we're talking about Nazis? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> okay, hold on. I missed something, because now they're talking about snipers. Um... At the school? Okay, and the nerd is excited. Let's talk about the shirt, the missing top button. Oh, that missing button. Has run away. Oh, look at them all. Look at all of the, <laughs> everyone right here with collars. They're, mi they're missing that button. <gasps> oh my goodness. Do you see this? The whole class. Okay, so there was some sort of seismic event at some point that caused all top buttons to run away. Yep, absolutely it did. Oh my goodness. Wow, so we'll uh, put that in the show notes, whatever geological phenomenon that is. Oh yes, show notes. <laughs> now Wild Man, of course, is just at the back of the class. He doesn't have to try as hard as Blaine. Uh, Blaine is who we're calling our yuppie, mm -hmm. by the way. Oh, absolutely, Blaine. Um, <laughs> Well, because his parents care about his grades. Right. It's a status thing. And Wild Man just needs to coast for his uh, jock scholarship or whatever. Yeah, he just he, he has to play some good football, mm -hmm. party it up. Oh, and then this girl who is our, I call her Dolores. Don't remember Dolores. her name. Because um, in graduation day, the character Dolores kind of perfected this archetype of, you know, sleeping with teacher. Yeah, she perfected it. Uh, used it to to very effective extent. So I'm good with sort of uh, preserving her legacy by calling all your members of that archetype Dolores. I agree. And they will be kind of rated though differently because graduation day she was epic and her her charm was off the charts she's the number one dolores of all time so this dolores blonde blondie blondie <laughs> blondie with the teacher um she's she's pretty cool though too I, I do like her because she's not again um you know she's not sad she's not bitter she's not trying to like place anybody you know she's not trying to be any other way 
She's just what she is. She is what she is. It's just another day. This is the kind of business she conducts and she's good at what she does. Yeah, but she's not jealous. She's not like, oh, my friends have blah, blah, blah. No, she's cool. Yeah, she's going to actually get a surprising uh, layer of death <laughs> later on, too. Yes, yeah, she is. That actually shocked me. Me too. And it's amazing. It's it really is. something I love about slashers. Oh, I love this. We are in, like, an episode of... What what 80s love boat, maybe? <laughs> oh, I can see that. Okay. I can see that. So we're in love boat mixed with Degrassi Junior High. Yes. And a dark van with tinted windows is pulling up. Okay, actually, we've seen two vans. I think our killer is in this van that's rolling up to the score right now. Yeah, there's a total of two vans on campus. One of them has the killer. What is this other one? Oh, Radish is already done with the test ahead of everybody else. <laughs> Radish is already done. I actually love that. Oh my, oh my God. Radish says, I can't help it. I'm brilliant. That's and a good line. Wild Man says, I can't help it. I'm offensive. <laughs> hey, is he offense? That's a football term. Probably is. I right? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going with it. No, it is. <laughs> <laughs> offense and okay. defense. Oh, wait. Offense and defense. Is that basketball? Well. Never mind. It's, no, it's most sports. You're doing, you're doing good with that. And oh, yeah, God. it's probably a wide receiver. He probably caught the passes from his big bro, the quarterback. Oh, right. And look now here comes the coach, and look at this classic uh, relationship between athlete and coach here going on. And guess what? The coach, our <laughs> official Southerner. Oh, dear. But he's one of three. We have three Southerners this time. Yeah, we do. We call them the Chalmet Trio. Yay! Because they're all from Louisiana? They're all from Louisiana. They sound like they just got off the shrimp boat. They really with do. With those, uh, some of those big white boots down there, they call them Chalmette Nikes. Nice. Yeah, I don't know why, but there's always that Southern uh, coach or kind of outsider who comes into the team's lives. No one else has the accent, though. Like, right. None of the students do. And by contrast, when we start getting into the Southern Slashers, we're going to have one random person who moved down from Yankeeville. Oh, heck yeah. That's exciting. All right. So now another dark van. Another dark van. We're still in that... Uh, what we call the switch where everything's wonderful but it looks like the tone is about to change we've just seen some automatic rifles uh, oh my god oh my god oh my god approaching all the students okay van number two pulls oh my up. god it's men in ski masks uh basically doing a school shooting oh my god and radish radish seems to think this it was what supposed like going to happen or something he predicted it 
Uh, yes, this this was foreseen. Oh my god! Event. But look, so there's a school shooting, and yuppie boy with no socks changes his test answers. So he's using the school shooting to his advantage. Anything to get ahead. Whoa, that's cold though. So we've got Blaine. And we're gonna be saying this a lot in the future too because there's gonna Blaine. be a lot of yuppie characters and very few of them are gonna add up to old Blaine here. Oh, Blaine is pretty good. Yeah, he's got the boat shoes got the bronze electric storm and he has the perfect personality for it too yeah he does he's clearly the leader of the school he's the number yeah. one guy wild man is the number two guy and they're in the same fraternity the same fraternity so they they're pretty much best friends blaine is the brain and wild man's the bronze Ooh, that was a pretty good run that we got a classic Ooh. run by Radish, one of the top 10 runs. Oh, oh it's going. Look at <laughs> oh, that. Look how fast it is. Wow. And it's just the bottom half of his legs. And it's amazing as he's carrying like 10 tons of books. Oh my God. Oh my God, he's calling. He's calling the sheriff. Yes, we need, need a good sheriff right now in this slasher. Yes, we do. It's about time. Oh my God. Oh my God. Radish is on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's trying to say they've been kidnapped. Oh, my favorite line ever. Okay, he says it's happening. Psychopaths are here. Psychopaths are here. It's happening. That's a pretty fun line. So we've got to an exquisite level of camp here. Oh, that was my favorite exquisite. thing ever. Exquisite. Uh, a sequence that was considered 100% practical joke and funny back when this movie was filmed, but something you cannot do today. No, because the girls are all laughing. They're like, oh, we saw the fraternity sticker on the van. Ha ha, they were shooting people. <laughs> I mean, what? Look at this. What you're seeing right oh now, God. folks, a scene that cannot be made today. So they just got away with a mock school shooting. Uh, for the purposes of getting A's in the class. And it's funny to people. So we didn't introduce our girl on the left here with the oh, stripes. Right. So, stripey. <laughs> stripey. Exactly. Okay. Stripey. <laughs> I forgot her name again. Oh no. I will remember it because she'll become my girl. Like she will. Oh, I know. But right now. Right now she's stripey. Right now she's stripey. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure she's our girl. Um, I think so too. Well, we've only seen like the Dolores. We've seen um, someone who's the girlfriend of a fraternity member. Then stripey, who is very studious and was working hard test. So. Yeah, no, probably her. So Stripey is being positioned as the good girl, uh, which makes us believe that she might be the final girl. Mm -hmm. And with that, we've been introduced to several of our characters. We do have one more. And I think That's she's going to sit down here pretty soon. Oh, no. Oh, look at uh, Blaine. Blaine. 
Blaine. Oh, look at the A1 steak sauce. Shout out to A1. I just noticed that. <laughs> Me too. Some nice product placement. That is fun. Oh, I miss A1. All right. Two more characters right here. So first of all, we have Stripey's best friend, uh, which is an archetype called the best friend, oddly enough. Yes, very much uh, so. And this goes back to Halloween, and it is a legendary thing. The best friend is usually pretty bubbly. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the Halloween best friend, Rick Randall hey. from Rock and Roll High School. We love Riff Randall around here. Linda Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the best friend here, though, is playing an exaggerated, um, like, airhead personality. <laughs> yes, 100%. So we've got the airhead who is actually different from the Dolores because the Dolores oh, yeah. is actually pretty smart. She understands how life works and she knows oh, yeah. exactly what she's doing. Oh yeah, for sure. The airhead is floating in a way similar to wild man. Yes, exactly. Oh my goodness. And Blaine was all offended. Del Dolores didn't want to sleep with him. He's like, everyone wants to drive in my car. <laughs> right. Right. So this oh. guy owns the school. He's pretty much gotten whatever he wants on all fronts until now. And here we have the new pledge. This young cat right here is desperate to get into the fraternity. Uh, he's in the initiation process. And uh, we're going to see what happens with that. Well, he has to call him sir. He has to call him sir. Oh, and they're saying you want to be in the frat? go into the teacher's office and steal the test for tomorrow. Right. This is classic stuff, too. This is this happened absolutely every day. Oh, no. Wild man's go. Oh, his laugh. Hey. I love his laugh. Here comes wild man. <laughs> what Blaine oh. accomplishes with a $3,600 outfit, wild oh. man accomplishes with only his jersey. Yep. Oh dear. Oh no, Pledge doesn't want to steal. Amazing. <laughs> Pledge. Oh, this is great. So Wildman wants that test. And Wildman wants that test. Because you know he got the worst grade in the class. Well, obviously. <laughs> and what's going to happen if he doesn't get the test? Um, he's not going to get into the frat. And for some reason, this guy um, wants to be in this fraternity. <laughs> and the Greek lettering appears to spell out yes. the English word raw. That so is so fun. cool, by the way. All right, we got Blaine and his Corvette. Oh, the Corvette, which I actually think is really pretty. It's actually a really cool car. So Blaine is a little bit more subtle as far as his actual personality because he oh, doesn't sure. really need to be dynamic. Right, oh, no. whereas Wildman is a little bit more extreme because athletes like that, if they get hurt, they have nothing. Whereas if Blaine gets hurt, still has everything. Yes, and our pledge here in the raw jersey frat, he's the boyfriend of Airhead. Oh, yes. That's right. Yeah. And they're pretty good together. They really are, actually. <laughs> they're they're both kind of 
Um, Very not, simple people. Yeah, not really sure what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> but they're kind of adorable. <laughs> because you know what? Their relationship is actually like more genuine than a lot of the other ones going on here. It's it's pretty good stuff. They're actually the most idealized version of this type of couple that you'll probably ever see. So mm. I I like them. I like them too. Okay, my okay. This is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> she our our stripey oh. girl. Come on now. She puts her cafeteria plate because they were all eating at the cafeteria. Puts the cafeteria plate tray into the chute or whatever it's called into like the elevator <laughs> <laughs> into the elevator yes no, what is it called <laughs> and then here comes the most unique dude in all of slashers yes. because he's the only guy who looked like this in uh, 1981 with that beard and everything yeah he looks completely normal now like this is the guy who is at every tap house. Yes. Uh, every cafe. Oh 2021. Yes, absolutely. Oh, but here he would almost be a red herring. 100% red herring. So we we almost think that he's the killer, mm -hmm. and he's going to do a, a little subtle nod to that right now. Blinking, you miss it. Um, caught himself a nice little ass look, <laughs> and. But that's honestly, oh my god, jump scare. That was That awesome. was a good jump scare, and then the exquisite vehicle in the background, I okay. might add. So, <laughs> the van? Uh, no, they had oh. a uh, either a Regal or a Cutlass Supreme in the background that was uh, oh. almost identical to my old car. Oh, I was like, the van? <laughs> the van's actually pretty sweet too, though. The killer was in the van, and our stripey walked right by it. And here we go, Southerner oh, number two. Oh, oh okay, my, this, my favorite sheriff ever. Are you kidding me? Okay, so he walked out because Radish called, so the sheriff came about the fake shooting. Uh, what's going on here? Summoner said they're shooting. Sheriff, Yeah. Yes, and Radish. Two out of three. <laughs> Amazing, yes. Uh, we got all our calls on tape. <laughs> radish, poor Radish. It's like I thought it was real, but it wasn't. It was just the frat boys. Oh, look at Blaine roll up in that Corvette. Look at Blaine. And he and Wildman. Oh, not in my supper time. You do not call the sheriff on a supper time with a joke. So I'm going to call him Deputy Day Day. Deputy Day Day. Absolutely. Uh-oh. Is he getting Wild Man in trouble? Well, he definitely doesn't want to do that. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yes. Where'd you learn to talk like that? Wild man leads in. Watch hey. and dragging it. As the golden electric storm enters the frame. It's with his hair. So, what's happening though? Like, Ra Radish is getting in trouble because it ended up being a prank, but why is Wild Man there? Like, are they just answering 
about well, they, the prank? They are the representatives of basically everything that goes on on campus, so they kind of have their toe in everything. Oh, okay. Like, if something happens, they show up. They're like, what's up? We're the big men on campus. How can we help you? Oh, and Wildman was about to, to leave because he's, like, figuring out that he might get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. The sheriff called him a bulldog. Get back here, bulldog. Amazing. So, he might even be related to the coach. They might be brothers. Oh. Maybe they just name? moved up at the same time. They just said, hey, let's go to the Northeast. Amazing. You know what, though? Oof. Mr. Potato Head Hair is inching towards Blaine. It, it really is. In fact, I, I think it's okay to go ahead and call it. Because honestly, it's about a foot off of his head. Yeah, let's call it because of the gravity. Um, <laughs> it is. Blaine officially gets the Mr. Potato Head Award. You just want to grab that thing and lift it straight up oh. out of his uh, out, of his, out of his hair hole. <laughs> and it would, and then nothing would change. It would pop back down in exactly <laughs> the same quaff. <laughs> Yes, the same quaff. Oh my god. So, oh, we've got two southerners here. We got the coach and the sheriff. Hey, two out of three of the Chalmette trio. Oh, they're talking about drinking beer all night. Little back and forth <laughs> quips they give each other. It's all tongue in cheek. They hang out all the time. They play sports together. They go out drinking. And oh you know how goodness. much I love when they have two different generations that they I explore story-wise at the same time. So we have one of those here. We've got the uh, the middle-aged dudes, and they're still holding their own. They still kind of have their own culture around campus. Yeah. Uh, and they're in all the authority positions, too, so they're definitely in charge. Oh, my goodness. I love, like, the different styles, though, because the sheriff is, you know, like... Don't call me on the supper time. But the coach is all smooth. Like, oh. Oh, oh and no. Who oh, do we our, have here? Our three out of three. Our three out of three. Oh, no. Three out of three. The Chalmette trio <laughs> yeah. is complete. Look at this. They all sailed up to the Northeast on a shrimp boat. And I can't understand a word that he's saying. Is the sail He's the sailor? Janitor. Well, he's the interesting <laughs> fellow who wears a form that is half naval and half janitorial that's right and I, oh oh shoot oh sheriff just became a contender for mr potato head hair yeah he when did. he took his hat off okay aside from that three out of three but i can't understand a word that the janitor says he has the the thickest accent of he really them all. does he's the boomhauser Oh, yeah, he is. But I love it because it's like one, two, three. It's that and then the, the sheriff's thickness. But then the coach is like, I'll give you a call. He's like that. He's the drawl. He's got the smile, too. I like it. Oh, my goodness. So what is that hat about, though? It is like a Navy hat, right? With a janitor's outfit. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's something resembling a naval officer. I love uh, it. But he's clearly got a janitorial outfit on at <gasps> the same time. Killer. So perhaps it's just a Northeast janitor's getup. I like it, though. And look, here we have a very clear shot of the killer just walking that down the street. That was cool. Oh, but but look who he's after, Stripey. He's after a girl who's studying in her room with a typewriter I want. Nope. Okay, Prowler had the absolute typewriter that I want. This is a close second. So yes. she's studying. And out the window, the killer's just looking up at her from the trees. Oh, and our Dolores, our blondie, just coming in with, hey, I'm getting grades because I'm sleeping with everybody. Yeah, so they have a very interesting philosophical conversation about how to get ahead in life mm -hmm. uh, with their two different styles. And the Dolores, uh, she believes that she's schooling our girl Stripey here, telling her, hey, man, just do what I do. Just use your body. Yeah. And Stripey, she's like, no, that's not for me. But at the same time, she kind of likes her friend here. Oh, There's absolutely. no judgment between them. It's it's kind of fun. I love it. I mean, they are friends. And because there's yeah. no competition in the way that Dolores is acting and then the, the essence of Stripes. <laughs> the essence of Stripes. Because she just does her thing, does everything uh, the right way, if you will. Yeah, you know, she, she you know, gets her grades by studying. Exactly. She's in jeans and Dolores is in, you know, the Hooters costume or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. And she gets these guys to pack up suitcases for her. I think that's so funny. She's like, look, Stripey. <laughs> she just calls these guys. Hey, pack up all my stuff and take it downstairs for me. And it works. That whole scene works very well because... Dolores wasn't uh, really bitchy about it. No, not at it, all. She was just totally matter of fact. And Stripes actually was highly entertained. I think so too. And and in the same way, a little bit like, oh, it kind of sucks. Like, I have to do all this work um, to get ahead. And, you know, Dolores is probably set. And Stripey is going to have to work hard. That's just it. Yes. 100%. And that all just came crashing down on her after Dolores left the room. Yeah, but they're still friends, and that's what I love. Like, it could have been a weird jealousy thing, and- Oh, that could have been a horrible, like, roommate situation. Yeah, but they like each other, and I think that's really cool to highlight. Um, but look at yes. Radish. Yes, what you just said is so important, too, because these slashers tend to be very socially progressive. Oh, for sure and illustrate these sort of idealized connections between people that don't often happen, but when they do, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and she's talking to Radish. Like, she goes to Radish to kind of vent. You know, she's like, I love my friend. It's it's not her fault. This is just, like, the way she is and, and what's happening. And I have to, you know, get, study really hard and blah, blah, blah. But Radish is like, yeah, you know what? She's she's just the way she is but there's no free there's no free brunch does he say brunch <laughs> there's no free brunch so <laughs> they have a very very fun connection she's confiding in him she's sort of upset uh she's asking him hey how come dolores gets whatever she wants and i have to work and study 
and he's sort of reassuring her. He's saying, mm -hmm. hey, man, you are the cool person. You're the real person. Mm -hmm. Keep doing you. Um, we think so that they might eventually become a couple. At least we hope they do. I hope so, because they're so cute. Oh, look at the killer. Look at the killer in the mirror. Killer shot in the or, mirror. Oh, my God. So she's walking back to her dorm, and boom. Oh, and then she comes out, and the killer's gone. I there was a that. lot, by the way, a lot to unpack about Radish's dorm. Um, what was we'll happening We'll go back there. there. We're going to be back there in a few minutes. There was a but, skeleton uh, hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> he had an anatomical skeletal model hanging from the ceiling. A <laughs> 1970s computer video game on the screen. A bottle of Bushmills whiskey nice. and a film noir poster. Heck yeah, that's the room. I'd hang out with him. If I went to this school, that's the dude that would be my friend. It'd be Stripey and Radish. Yeah, Radish would be my best friend. I would sock Wild Man in the face, and I would ignore Blaine. And you would stay far, far away from Dolores, Jesus. Yes, I would stay far away from <laughs> Dolores. <clears throat> <laughs> so now we've got... Uh... <laughs> I would, there would be an intervention. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh... No, that, that would be... I would hear a loud knock on my door, and it would be you saying, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, for those who uh, be new to the show or don't get the joke, I have a long history of falling <laughs> for the real-life Dolores. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and old aunt here always tries to steer me right yes they do <laughs> oh look at airhead so airhead comes in <laughs> <She's> <laughs> oh look at airhead <laughs> she's so cute though yes it's so they've got their trio they've got the classic trio of friends yes. here yes it really is too though i love this so much because you have the cool girl who studies stays in her own lane does her thing you have her promiscuous friend who is wildly popular and then you have the airhead yep it's perfect it's perfect again another throwback to halloween oh of course yes and i like this because Final Exam, while it is using a Friday the 13th model for its cinematography, mm -hmm. it is using a Halloween model for the development of its relationships. Oh, I love that. The characters actually matter. They, yeah, they actually do. have personalities. Oh, absolutely. Very fun stuff. You might say it combines some of the best elements of both schools. And I think that this would symbolize by the shot at the very beginning where it appears that we have a beautiful woodsy setting. Yes. And we also have perfect uh, suburban utopia at the same time. So we have the lake, <laughs> we have the suburbia doing it. I love it. Look at the pin. So Airhead came in and was like, he pinned me with his like, the frat pin, the pledge pin on her sweater. He's her boyfriend, and he, she's trying to show it, and they're like, where is it? It's on the back of her sweater. Oh. <laughs> and they're like, well, where was your sweater when he pinned it off? She got pinned, all right. That was amazing. Okay, oh, back excuse me, to excuse me. dorm. Oh, 
The music playing in his dorm is incredible. So he has excellent taste in music. Right? <laughs> Look at his dorm. Amazing. This cat is cool, uh, super smart, has varied interests. Oh God, but wild man can toss him around. Yeah, it's time to get bullied now because he didn't do what the frat boys told him to do. Um, oh, Radish, don't try to explain it to him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, and Wildman's going a little too far with the physical stuff, so Blaine has to say, hey, you know, we're scared of enough, come on. That's the thing. Wildman can only beat someone up if Blaine tells him it's okay. And he's so disappointed. By the way, there was one poster that bears mentioning yeah. to the extreme here on the very left of the dorm wall. Radish had a poster for a movie called The Toolbox Murders. Oh my god! Yeah, so he had a poster for a proto-slasher movie. A very, very, very important film that we'll be covering here on the show around the same time we get into Texas Chainsaw Massacre and <gasps> stuff like that. Okay, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is going to be so much fun. Yeah, yeah. When we get into our 1970s <laughs> proto-slashers, the movies that built up to Halloween, the movies that came out after Psycho, before Halloween, we're going to have a lot of fun. Oh, goodness. It's a party. You might not think so, but it is. <laughs> and that's what we realized so long ago. Do you remember how it felt when <laughs> you actually saw the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and it ran in stark contrast what you thought it was going to be? <laughs> yes amazing it's unbelievably hilarious <laughs> with very little gore and yeah, just a, a, a really well filmed movie and a good time had by all so we'll get to that when we get to it but back to the dorms we've got the uh pledge here oh, and no. i think we're just calling him pledge right yes yeah, i mean his name is gary because it's on the back of his um jersey but let's just call him pledge pledge so pledge on his mission now he's breaking into the oh, office he's trying to steal tests because wild man and blaine told him he had to so here he goes this is a part of his initiation which i still uh -oh. don't understand i don't understand this door the door to the teacher's office does not go to the ceiling he so he climbs over the wall <laughs> right. to get in what is happening yeah he took the uh, secret uh pathway <laughs> yeah, exactly but we saw the killer full on. Straight up shot of the killer, full body, front view, so they're not hiding anything at all. We know who the killer is, but he's not someone that we know. He's not one of the group of friends. He's right. not otherwise a part of this movie. He's simply the killer. We know what he looks like. We don't oh. know why he's there. It's crazy. Jump scare. <laughs> Oh, yes, one of my favorite parts. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wild man's doing his touchy-feely thing again. Touchy-feely. So all of the frat boys meet him outside the stolen test, and um, Wild Man is holding the pledge very tightly for very long. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. He's like, he's, um, 
He's licking his face. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like pulling on his ear. What's happening, Hazel? Hey, well, they're sort of channeling the homoerotic undertones of uh, most fraternal shenanigans. So, Wildman is is very much highlighting that. <laughs> He's epitomizing it uh, and do, doing a very good job. Too. Oh, yeah. So okay. Oh, no. Here they are. They're, they're going to tie Pledge to a tree. Oh, my God. They strip him of his clothes and, oh, pour water on him. Now, why is this happening again? He has broken a rule. He has oh, broken a very yeah. important rule. He was not supposed to have a girlfriend as part of his additional admittance to the fraternity he is actually not supposed to have a girlfriend but he did and he was caught and now oh. he gets tied to a tree and ouch they Ice are doing the a pain. number on him ice in the undies that hurts ice in the undies oh no so now he's just tied to a tree in his undies and whipped cream or like shaving cream i don't know what it is and there's this girl who, in amazing mom jeans, and she's gonna go get, uh, she's gonna go get Airhead to untie <laughs> <laughs> What is happening with Wildman? Let's set him on fire. Why does he say that? Yeah, Wildman is completely out of control. Good God, fire! Oh look. It's our mom jeans. Dang, you are not kidding. Look <laughs> at those things. Oh, they're up to her armpits. Wow. Love it. Those, okay, those are the type of mom jeans. Can't even fold them and put them away because they just levitate. I love it so much. They float and they affix themselves to oh one's God. neck. I love it. Oh, Airhead is depressed. Aww. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's having doubts about Pledge. I know. But well, he's tied to a tree. Well, she's got to go and tie him from that tree. Yeah. Oh, it's not legal. Oh, I love Stripey. <laughs> Stripey's pretty cool, and she has an electric storm of her own. You know what? She does. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, actually. Okay. I'm just gonna say, I appreciate this so much about Slashers. Like, usually the final girl, but sometimes other girls, too, like Mom Jeans. They just look like... <laughs> they look like normal girls. Like, her hair is natural, obviously. Like, she's not all done up. The older like early slashers are so good like that yes they really are uh, and this is something that would change dramatically as the decade goes on dramatically by the late 80s you have to look perfect to be in one of these movies yeah seriously oh dear um wild man and blaine are in the okay room confederate flag on the door yep confederate flag and some caricatures and that is how i know i'm in a frat house look at this we got the sambo doll right we have 
It's out of the frame now, but just to the left of where Wildman's standing, there's a Confederate flag on the door. And I, I would honestly feel like they have those in common. I'd be like, oh, this is where the yuppies and the jocks are. Oh, that's, that's where they connect. They've both uh -huh. got that white power thing going on. Oh my goodness, though. But when the phone rang, Blaine was like, test or pills. <laughs> test or pills. So, so they sell tests so that you can cheat, and they sell pills so that you can get high. Oh, look at, look at Wild Man, though. He's like, <laughs> he's just on fire right now, though. I love it. He's hamming it up. Pills. <laughs> You know, I, I gotta tell you, either this guy is the best method actor of all time, <laughs> or he's really like this in real life. Oh, I think I think this is Oscar worthy. It, it really is, and I don't understand how he didn't go on to become a huge star because that wild man gimmick is <gasps> something that would translate well into almost <laughs> any movie. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> Wild man! <laughs> wow, he is having fun. Oh, that's so fun. So he's gonna go into the coach. He's gonna break in coach's office to see his pills that they're gonna sell. Meanwhile, Pledge is still at the tree. Oh, and he's like freezing, talking to himself. Oh, Janet. Okay, so Airhead's name is Janet. Oh, that's so mean! <laughs> <laughs> he's all... <laughs> you're like, please, Janet. Oh, she's always late. Uh-oh. So we think that the killer's here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, jump alarm. scare. Come on. It's our sailor janitor. Our sailor janitor. Jalnet number man. three. Oh, and he's going along with it. He's not going to untie him because it's tradition. It's tradition. So even the elders and even the authority figures around this campus culture, they bow to tradition. And chief among those traditions is the institution of the fraternity. If you take a woman, you gotta pay the price. That's how it goes. You do a really, really, really good accent, by the way. <laughs> so silly. Oh my god! <laughs> he poured alcohol down undies. Because he's <laughs> giving him the drink on the rocks. That's funny. Oh, man. There he is. Oh, mom jeans. See? This is what I love. Airhead and Stripey are talking about the crazy hazing sorority and fraternity culture yeah and we now find out that a girl killed herself last year from jumping from a tower because she didn't get into a sorority i believe it and oh jesus airhead's like oh i bet they felt terrible after that it's like <laughs> <laughs> well that's not the point janet <laughs> so damn it janet Let's talk about how important oh. the airhead character is okay. to the slasher movie. No one can do what she does. No one. Um, Mom Jeans, though, with her wedgie was kind of legendary. Yeah. Um, I, 
wasn't gonna point that out but then she did you know and i appreciate it she was walking through the halls she picked out her wedgie and here we go but that's why i love her <laughs> and she was introduced about halfway through too oh i know she's a really fascinating yeah. She's one of the, like, the Vanna White of graduation day. Like, she's on the periphery, but... Oh, yeah. She's not the main group. Uh-oh. Okay, I'm a little scared because um, Airhead's going out alone in the dark. Oh, poor Pledge. I'm not... It's not looking good. Yeah, he's in a pretty bad situation here. He's tied to a tree. Oh my god, but so the timing though, his girlfriend is so close to rescuing him, and I just don't think he's gonna make it in time. Well, we've got some POV shots, so yeah. something tells me that is about to be his ass. Look, he, the, the ropes are dropping. It's like... Aslan on the block of Flint. He's exactly like that. Uh, <laughs> Lion Witch in the wardrobe when the ropes drop. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and akin to the ritualistic uh, killing of Aslan and his subsequent rebirth. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Anywho. <laughs> Asa who? Citizen what? Exactly. It's like this, it's cinema. Okay. So also, his ice hasn't melted seven I, hours I, later. I know. It's <laughs> in his undies. Oh, look at this, look at this. Okay. Yep. Oh, jeez Louise. Hey, check this out. Good God with the brutality. Okay gonna say the killer jumped down from the tree and did like an like an alley-oop but of pledge <laughs> <laughs> and just stabbed him in right is that what it's called yes he did an alley-oop and so <laughs> actually what? from now on oh, that's no. that's gonna have to go into the glossary no the alley-oop is when they jump down from a tree because this happens in so many movies this is called the alley-oop from now on and okay. the original alley-oop <laughs> friday the 13th too right yes that's what i'm saying yeah like, like but isn't that you know like when they jump hey he's got the bob wolf trainers. oh these Were are bob you? wolves did you wear trainers yeah, I, I did. I was all about K-Swiss, the five stripe. You were K- Oh, I'm Adidas, three stripe all the way. Yep, so we have we have Adidas, Bob Wolves, and K-Swiss, three, four, and five stripes. Oh, that's so funny. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have New Balance, Nike, Saucony, and Puma. Yeah, but those are expensive. Yeah, they are. Um, okay, so, uh-oh. She sees someone at the water tower, Airhead, because now she's like looking for Pledge, right? But all that she could find are little pieces of clothing scattered about, and she thinks it's her boyfriend. So she's following them like breadcrumbs. You know, she's 
she it's like Hansel and Gretel the water tower right now but killer it, it is like Hansel and Gretel so not only does this movie invoke visions of uh, C.S. Lewis oh god but you know there's also a number of classic fairy tales being woven into this well, I, that's actually super true. Like, you could make comparisons with Little Red Riding Hood, with, you know, like, the girls going into the underworld. I love that about this. Bluebeard, right? Bluebeard. Absolute Bluebeard, like, being taken into some, you know, different kind of reality with a bunch of bodies in the basement. <laughs> Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So Airhead's gone. The ki I think that was off screen. Like, I mean, grabs her, but we're not shown anything. So we got some excellent POV. They're in the gymnasium now. Oh, no. uh, on the basketball court. We're in the eyes oh. of the killer shot. He's looking around. Wild man's in the locker room. He's looking for the pills that he's supposed to sell. <laughs> And he's like, woohoo, pills! Oh, look at him go. They're probably either Somas or Oxys. No idea. I can't Maybe do perks. I can't do any of those. He feels strange. Now look at this, look at this jog. <gasps> oh, this, this, is, jog. this is my bunny hop! I love this. So this happens at graduation day as well, and with some other football people. And it's like a half run, almost walking, and it's such a little hop that is so specific to jocks. He's doing it. And look at the leg openings on his jeans, too. He's like, the 70s are not going to die, goddammit. Absolutely. Oh, he's like full on ACDC. Okay, in the gym, though, the um, scoreboard came on, and the lights came down. Like, two minutes on the clock. Hey! Oh, that was so awesome. Lights come on, and who is it? The killer. Look at that shot. We got the killer. <laughs> Wild man rushes him in a what? somewhat humorous sequence. He gets thrown on the ground, and all of his pills come out of him. Oh, that's kind of awesome. Look at the killer. He's, he has his, um, bowl cut. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, here I am. I'm just gonna kill you for no reason at all. He's just a killer. Yeah, he's just a killer. And, oh my god, they're in the, um, the weight room, and he's, he's brutal. He's... Look at this. Yeah, he's Look absolutely at brutal. There's and he also, he has half Michael Myers and half Jason oh, body yeah, movements. Sure. Yeah, because he's super slow when approaching, but then he's brutal as heck up close. Oh my god. And now he's wrapping Wildman around, um, you know, the weights pulley system. Yeah. I don't know what it's called, but it's that thing where you pull the weights and they go up like an elevator. This is actually a really, <laughs> a really good shot. Look at this. Ah! Boom. Boom. 
so he's Wild Man's dad. He's he. Oh, and look at the clock. Look, the shot clock just ran out. Boom. Buzzer beater. Guest one. Buzzer. Home zero. So one for the killer. For the killer. And two for the bush. Two for the bush. Back <laughs> to the uh, frat house. Uh, we're in Blaine's room now. There are two cats on campus that want to buy pills, so they're in there. Now back to <gasps> Stripey's dorm, and here oh. comes Radish. He's got a bottle of Bush Mills Irish Excuse whiskey in his me? right hand. A glass, though, for her. Share. Look yeah, he's uh, he's a really nice dude. Oh, and he's concerned about her. He's like, he is. lock your door. Oh, I love that famous last words, lock your door. Well, he um, really cares about her a lot, you know? I think she so, cares about him, too. I, I like this because had this relationship been more developed, I would have put this in my top 10 couples. Absolutely. I still might, just because of the almost thing going on here. Yeah, it, this is a really powerful almost. So it's really good. Let's let's put him on the ballot. All right, ballot. Oh, I love it. Oh goodness, Radish with his mannerisms though, he is so much fun to just watch and to listen to, and he he brings a lot of charisma to the screen. Whoa, that's wrong. <laughs> you know who he reminds me of? Oh no. Okay. I'm scared. Let's. Take it back, Friday the 13th, part one. Okay. Do you remember the chick who did the Katherine Hepburn impression? Yes, yes. Remember? Yes, so that's do. an archetype that we've lost. We have not seen a movie with one of oh those. Oh my God, I saw so They've agree. dropped out of our sociological archetype suite. Yeah. But there used to be one of those classic Hollywood type of cats who is a young person that would have sort of fit in in the 40s with the dialogue and with the voice and everything and the mannerisms. Yeah, and can just, like they have different voices, they have, they can kind of float in and out of different scenes really easily and adapt. Yes. What's happening, I love it. Oh my God. Oh. <gasps> oh no. Oh, and he just asks her to lock the door. What a sweet pee. He's really sweet, but oh, he messed up just now. He messed up. He, he had his chance. I'm pretty mad at him for that. He, he really should have said something. You only live once, pal. Oh, and she wanted him to look. Yeah, go ask her out, kiddo. Oh my God, but he has a second chance because there's another door on the other side of the table. <laughs> this is so funny. Lock this door too. <gasps> Look, you have a pretty face, too. Prettier than Dolores' character. Oh, yes. He's like the nicest dude nice on dude. campus. Oh, look at him. But then he's walking <laughs> away. That was stupid, kid. Oh, my. <laughs> so I, I really, really like Radish. She is well studied in the ways of classic Hollywood. Oh, uh oh! Now Blaine comes up with his Corvette. 
Here comes Blaine. I can't talk about him like normally. I don't know why. Because you hate him. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to with his members only jacket. No, but you do. And that's really fun. It's no. really fun. Sometimes a character will just get you. Uh, it happens to me sometimes, song. but only once in a while. Only I know. once in a while. For you, it happens every other movie, I and know. I love it. I can't help it. Like all. No, you sudden. don't need to help it. It is part of the fun. Oh, here. No. It, is, it is part of the nuanced, idiosyncratic <laughs> nature of slashers and Sue. It's so true, and he just picked up pills from the gym floor. Probably ate them too. That is so funny. They're in his packet. Oh my god. So he's, oh my god, he's checking up. He's checking that Wildman did the job for him. Exactly. The so Wildman is his henchman. Uh-oh, but Wildman is in the locker because he's dead. Uh-oh. Wildman is in the locker. Let's oh make a god. song called Wildman is in the locker. Okay. What that? What would that sound like? We'd have to sample wild something of Wild Man. Yeah. Wild Man <laughs> is in the locker. That's awesome. Wild Man is in the locker. There we go. <laughs> Look, the Corvette came alive. I think we got it. And the Corvette just came to life, like half Night Rider and half Christine from Stephen King. That was crazy. So was the killer in the car and he turned the lights on to Blaine? How did he get the keys? Oh my goodness, I have so many questions right now. So Blaine ran away to, I don't know where, like the boiler room maybe? Every school has a boiler room for some reason. I don't know, maybe. Every school has a boiler room. <laughs> I never <laughs> Every rose one. has its thorn. <laughs> But look at this. What is this? Boiler room. And the killer, I think, is going to get through the doors because. Yes. He is and the really... tension here is Ugh. boiling over. Oh, no. Because no, no. We... <laughs> <laughs> we're almost in the sequence. Oh, we're so close. I can to feel it. Well, let's see. We have a few more. What's the yeah. count? Who's, who's left? Who's left? I think that'll be easier. Is Airhead okay. left? No, she's dead. No, no, she's dead. Pledge is she's dead. dead. Yeah, um, Pledge is dead. Oh my god, so we've got Blaine, uh, Dolores. Stripey, of course. Um, Stripey, of course. Radish. And Radish, so we've got four. But Blaine's about to go. Okay. Danger, do not enter. Danger! High voltage. Oh, look. Where is this? It's a bunch of um. Look at the lighting. I know, I love it. Look the at the beautiful lighting here. Wow. Look at that. Oh heck yes! Are you kidding me with the killer jumping up, um, out of a, ca a can, a trash can, like Oscar the Grouch, and then stabbing Blaine? That was amazing. Exactly like Oscar the Grouch. It, he was. Yes. <laughs> that was incredible. Um, look Here comes at... Radish. Oh, Aids of Watergate. What is he talking about? He, he's still mad at himself. 
Oh, look. Little radish. Oh my god, he's like four seven. He is such a sweet radish. Look, uh -oh. he just walked by the pills on the ground. I know, see, he didn't pick them up. Oh. He doesn't even oh, know. He, he didn't even identify them. He doesn't know they're worth money. I know, right? Just like, one innocent dude. Oh, look at his walk. Oh. He's like, I guess I better check check it out. See if things are okay. He, he's got a nice heart. Is he your favorite character in this film? Absolutely. Okay. Well, uh, yes. Uh, I will amend that later for a reason, though. I know. Me too. <laughs> Jeez Louise with the jump scares. Okay. Now Radish finds Blaine in the locker. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. What's happening? Why does... What is he saying is happening? That's what I love about Radish. It's happening. <laughs> Oh god, now he's gonna get in trouble because he's gonna call the sheriff for the exact same thing he called the sheriff about before that turned out to be a prank. So, we're gonna help. Uh-oh, the boy who cried wolf. Hmm. Oh no. <laughs> There's been a murder, and this time look at, it's look real. Blaine, look at Blaine. body in the background, just chilling. <laughs> oh my god, that is the weirdest pose. Oh my god, oh poor Radish. There's a dead body! How about that okay. payphone, oh, too? The payphone? Did you hear what he just said? There's a dead body, and some other weird things are happening, too. <laughs> okay. Favorite line ever? Oh my god. The, why is the payphone in the locker room, is what I want to know. It has the rotary dialer, too. So cool. You used to like those type of phones, the rotary phones. I always did. They had one at yeah. the skating rink, and I would always go like use it and call the operator for no reason at all. <laughs> I know, but you actually <laughs> called the operator. I know because I'm. And oh. they actually picked up and you said things to them. It was a great time. <laughs> I loved the phone. Look at Radish. He's running. Look at this Look at run. running. Okay, so we've got Radish running through the locker room outside. Oh, excuse me. What's happening here? Well. Here we go. So, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Dolores has a little bit of depth to her. She plays the piano. Um, and it cuts back to Radish. He is still running across Radish the entire campus. still running. <laughs> and Dolores is still playing the piano. I think that's her. Yeah, she's actually playing. Which is what I'm saying about these these early Dolores characters, they'll surprise me, and all of a sudden I'll be like, you know what? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, listen, though, they have the piano music in you as, like, background music. Now, is Radish still running? I, I really wonder. Because <laughs> now we're with Dolores, who was supposed to meet her professor, right? To spend the night with him to get, like, a good grade? Yes, they have a hot date. He should be on his way second. Now I'm wondering, will he make it? Oh, Radish is still running. He's still Look running. Look at him. It's like Forrest Gump. Oh, I love it. Radish Gump? Look at up the stairs. Oh my goodness. Look at how long his running scene is. Down the hallway to Courtney is her name, Stripey. 
Oh, he's like, Courtney, let me in, let me in. Wojima! Jeez, <gasps> what's that? Did you hear that? That was pretty brutal. So the killer <gasps> just got him in a big way. Um, The killer said he was knocking at the door. And the killer's hand just burst out of the door and, like, smashed his face. Radish is gone. I miss him already. I miss him already. I miss his run. Okay, so... Radish is dead and Dolores is still here. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know, but Dolores plays piano. Yeah, plays piano. <laughs> So, dang, I, I should do a half a point penalty for that one, but I'll no, let it fly. I I'll love that she plays piano. <laughs> I bet you anything she was like, I also play piano, by the way. Yeah, and, that's and, her quote. And they just like put it in there. I bet you anything. So now she is undressing in an art like attic. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, it's some sort of room where people do paintings and, and modeling takes place and all sorts of other uh, open-minded activities. Open-minded activities? <laughs> so. What? And here we have... Uh, uh, dry, oh my god! Dry peas. Courtney! Her name's Courtney! Twins. About to begin. Oh, she just found radish. Oh, oh, jokester. This is because of the prank before she thinks he's joking. So this happens a lot too in slashers. Um, like with Shelly in FTT3. Yeah, the original uh lovable jokester. I hey, I love Shelly. Um, in fact, oh Radish is almost like Shelly's brother in a I way. I think so too, and they're oof. They have two of the best runs I've ever seen. They do. They they have quite a resemblance. Do you see it? I do now. <gasps> oh, this the is door incredible. closes. Oh, sequence begins right now. She now knows what's happening, and she's gonna run, and we're gonna have the cat mouse like chase. She's alone. Oh no no, Dolores. All right. Dang! So. Into the sequence, our final girl is officially activated. Activated. There is no one left. Uh, she now knows that there's a killer on the loose. Killer on the Bodies loose. Bodies have been found. Ba -da, Music ba -da, picks ba -ba up. Ba -ba ba -ba ba -ba 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 hey. However, Dolores is still here. I know. Um, not for uh -oh. long because the killer <laughs> just entered the room when you said that. <laughs> okay. Oh, blew out the candles? That's a nice touch. That is right? a nice uh, that's a nice touch i love it and of course her back is to him so he's talking to him as if he's teacher oh my god this is hilarious is this the masterpiece you've been waiting for <laughs> uh i love when like when they talk to the killer as if it's the boyfriend because that happens so often that's a classic motif. I got look. The Louisiana sailor. So Popeye's dead too. Popeye. Pop Popeye? Yeah. Oh, Popeye's dead. 
Uh oh, Dolores is dead. Boom. And we're we're shown the killer, by the way. Like we full on see his bowl cut, his face. Um, brutal killing. I do want to say, this is what I appreciate appreciate about this movie. The mm -hmm. killings are not. There's no like special effects. There's not um, a makeup artist. Clearly, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously. No, the makeup artist <laughs> was not available that day. No, and so they were like, "Here's a can of red paint, which you will." That's and, it. And this is what I love. You know what? They're like, "Okay, if we can't do that, we're gonna make we're gonna make the killers like pop out, like the appearance, the the part to focus on." So he pops out of the trash can. He jumps from the tree um when he kills dolores in the art room it cuts away so that the blood splatters on the paintings that's what i'm saying like learn a thing or two absolutely go that way if you can't afford do it well that's the thing there's an old saying get in where you fit in this mm -hmm. movie knows exactly where it fits in it, it has what it has and it lacks what it lacks and since it lacks a makeup artist it doesn't try to do special effects no that's the thing don't try if you can't do something you know and so instead of some ridiculously corny stuff that they could have done they just cut away they don't show us the actual kills they show us the aftermath uh. briefly or like sounds, sound effects can be almost more disturbing, honestly, than like a, a gore scene. Exactly. I think that's a, an incredibly good point that you mentioned. They do not have a makeup artist. They do not have the budget for a makeup artist. No. So they used what they did have. So many movies would have tried to do special effects anyway, and it would have ruined it. No, and I think that's why I actually really like the the creative kills in this one as far as utilizing jump scare jump scare they do a lot of that they they do a lot of uh sometimes when you don't show something it's more effective yeah or because you can't see it i know that's what i'm saying it's it's actually really really good stuff um they they seem to really have it together in that way so many other movies kind of ruin themselves by trying to do too much. And we've talked about Tom Savini a lot oh. around here, you know, and the movies with Master. Tom Savini, <laughs> they show the gore because they have elevated it to an art. But the movies that don't have Tom Savini, they have the deck stacked against them when it comes to those kill scenes. Yeah, so if, if it's The Prowler and you've got Savini, <laughs> go for it. Boom. Okay, yes. My favorite part of the activation, final girl. She she's like sneak she snuck into the cafeteria. She is closing the doors, trying to lock them, you know, putting things up to to bar anybody from getting in. She picks up a knife, right? So now she's got the killer's weapon. Like a similar weapon. And she is just ready. Okay, excuse me. Another, I'm saying, killer, look at how he appears in this scene. You see his boots come down Dang. from the cafeteria tray elevator thingy. At this, and then he plays the ultimate game of limbo to get under there. Um, I'd say. <laughs> wow. 
Whoa! <laughs> Amazing. That's like uh, Jason in the tree. Yes. Oh, it so is. Look at this, though. What? Look, we're looking at his face. So we've just we have a guy, and this is it. We're gonna talk about it. This is it. This is the actual killer. We don't know who he is. Oh, look at her. Oh, but she pops her. out from behind him. Hey, that was a pretty good move. Um, yeah, to the head. Boom. My goodness. Pretty music, by the way. I, I yeah, know. the music is happening just right. The vibes are just right. <gasps> See? Jump scare. He pops out of the door. Slow walk. Got... It's interesting. Like, the body of Jason... And the clothes of Jason. And the clothes of Jason with the yeah. walk of Michael... And the kitchen knife, the signature Michael Myers weapon. So he's he is the the slasher mullet of Jason on the top and Michael on the bottom. Exactly. This guy is exactly half Jason, half Michael Myers. The keyboard really emphasizes that. Yeah, it does. Oh my goodness. Well, actually, it would have to be Michael on top jason on the bottom because the top is the business oh the top is the business <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay courtney ran into it's like a clock tower i think maybe or church but it, it has a thousand stories so she is running upstairs and just up and up and up and up and up and the killer is right behind her. And he's not running. See, that's what I like as well. He, he, I like that slow walk, you know? There's something to be said. I really like it a lot. And who's this pulling up? Oh. <gasps> it's our coach. Coach is still alive. So alive. Part of the Chalmet trio. <gasps> oh, my goodness. All right. The music kicks up again. Doom. Like something's gonna happen, and I think let's see what is going on with these stairs though. Is at least what ten stories up? <gasps> Got to a window and she can scream to the coach. Okay, what is happening with the coach? He's got a bow and arrow. Randomly in the back of his truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but all right coach is running oh. in the building um the final showdown her is scream imminent her scream is amazing by the way uh-oh bow and arrow just out of the blue look at, look at this look at this crazy fucker this killer he's just some random dude named steve Oh my god. Look at him, he's just like, here's my knife. <laughs> uh oh. He's just like, oh, killing is what oh. I do. And he look, he caught the there arrow. Yes. Caught, caught the, the arrow. arrow. Uh oh. Oh Jesus. Nope. Ow. Wow. Oh no. Oh my god. So killer uses 
um, the arrow against the coach. It was his own. It was his own arrow. Twisted by his own petard. <laughs> oh, hoo, hoo, hoo. like it. Oh no, now the killer is. Oh, look, check out. Okay, see? Look, she's pretty resourceful. She picked up the two by four. She's bashing his head in. Oh, heck yeah. And he, he dropped the oh, knife. He dropped the knife. And he stepped in some old wood, so he, he lost his footing. And she's just going. Look at this. I oh. love her. She's, she's not letting up either. Boom. Dang. Look at her. She's just. Oh, he falls. A billion stories. Oh, dang. That was um, a crunch. She still has the two by four. Oh my god. Oh, and here we go. It's like she's walking down all the stairs. She sees the coach. Have a second where we think that there's relief. No, we have. Kind of um, nice piano music playing, like, oh, maybe this is all over, maybe... Everything's good now. Yeah, but she has to walk by the killer to get out front door. Ooh, classic. And she's, oof, let's see what happens. Oh, my goodness. I love when the music changes, because it's the same as the beginning, but in reverse. I don't... Oh, and the killer grabs hey, her! Oh, she grabs the knife and starts... Oh, look at her go! Look at her go! Oh, come on Dang. now. Jeez, Louise, she's just hacking him to pieces! Stabbed him 13 times. Dang! I'm gonna say this inspired... Friday the 13th part four. Yes, little Tommy Jarvis does the exact same thing at the end of that movie. Like the scene was, it was super intense like that too. Incredible. <gasps> oh my God. All right. And Courtney just she like killed the killer. Yeah. Killed the killer. The killer's dead. And the final girl. Final girl. Down on the stairs. And what happens? Nothing happens. Cause Nothing. guess what? Nothing. Blood the movie is over. <laughs> Credits. Holy hell. Are you kidding me with this? That's it. That's it. There's no explanation of anything. Cut credits, those beautiful red credits. Oh, and then God. also music, right? We have that classic end of a slasher movie. If, if you just close your eyes and listen to the music, you would think that it was some sort of meditation tape or totally. Puff the Magic Dragon. Yay! It, it, it is so incredibly uplifting. Okay, but in the background, we see Courtney with bloody hands and like hunched over her knees on the steps as the final girl. And there, we have no idea what's gonna happen to her. We have no idea why all of this even happens. And, like, that was the final exam. She'll never be the same. Oh my goodness. Amazing. It was so good. That was really, really, really <gasps> oh good. Oh my god! <laughs> Foley editor was Lorraine- So, I don't know who that is, but 
I do know that Foley, I just learned, is making sounds for movies in post. So I bet you anything, like, um, the stabby sounds were made by whoever that woman was into a microphone, like, after nice. it stopped. And I learned that uh, breaking celery mimics breaking bones and like punching raw chicken <laughs> can be the stabby sounds. So, well, just so you, everybody know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you're always learning new things. And uh, <laughs> I really appreciate that about you. So look, 1981 <laughs> copyright. This yes. movie is signed, sealed, delivered. Okay. Um, and also, I don't know if, how much you were reading the credits just now, but there are a lot of women that work behind the scenes. Oh, heck yeah, movie. I was noticing. O that. Almost every name. That's what I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Um, yeah, not only the Foley director who, who did like all the sounds that you hear, you know, syncing up all of the, the crazy sounds after the movie's made, and she'd probably be in some booth um, by herself, just like with a bunch of things and a celery and chicken celery and chicken but yeah <laughs> i was noticing that you know just for sound effects or for um like all the the editors um assistants and the script supervisor so aside from slashers usually getting a bad rap for for being like against women or whatever Right. I really disagree. You know, aside from even like later slashers, these mm -hmm. early ones, are you kidding me? Courtney right now, her triumph. Um, it's not just women who go, it's, it's the same amount of guys who go. And usually there are so many women working behind the scenes to make to make these happen. And I think that's really important to mention. So Yes, yes, it, it is. It's incredibly pertinent, and these early 80s slasher movies, as you said, are in a class by themselves. Uh, they are empowering. They are not at all critics say they are. I don't think so In either. fact, they're all, all the way on the opposite end of the spectrum. They are not horrific. They are, in fact, very fun. Yeah, for sure. Or, they are very socially conscious, right? Yeah, I think so. They're they're maybe more on the thriller side of like a sci psycho type. You know, they yeah. can they can be scared like jump scares, you know. Well, the way that they weave American pop culture and high school and college sociology into the experience makes them uh, very jaunty, to say the least. Oh, absolutely. You know, we, we, we have so much fun. I mean, for Christ's sake, we, we've uh, made names for these people. We call it the full suite when we have one of each sociological archetype as part of a group. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Um, and, and I am making a distinction between the early 80s and, you know, last half of the 80s as far as this type of social commentary yeah um yeah I think we're gonna I think have, have to. to yeah yeah <laughs> exactly we're gonna prep we're gonna have to preface this because we're gonna be covering those movies here yes, on the we show are. and <laughs> it, that's what i'm saying so okay aside from and it's gonna change it's it gonna, gonna change, change. It, it's gonna go from 
empowerment and and cool progressive shit into just straight up cheerleader stuff which some of them i you know i love so 1987 yes. you know yes my year <laughs> yes in fact your favorite of these movies your favorite movie i know the only movie that you are going to rate a 10 oh is no from 1987 oh god you called me out and we're not going <laughs> to say what that is we're not going to say what it is but oh no that is your 110 because of course we oh, can know. only give 110 i know but yours is so much more justified well <laughs> hey <laughs> your 10 is actually going to be like a like a nine for me so i'm not what? far behind okay I'm not far behind. that is so exciting okay so we'll we'll get into that but i do want to really reinforce um like a a feminist lens almost applied to these movies i think it is possible i think it makes it that much more interesting and fun when you really look at the final girl and you take into account everything that happens during the sequence when she's activated because that's the point of the movie uh yes and then also here's here's something else and uh i really we're having a really powerful conversation right now because we're sort of drawing a contrast between the movies we're watching now and the movies we're going to be watching here on the yes. show in about four months absolutely so because this is coming up soon <laughs> we cannot preface this enough because the change will be dramatic yes. these movies will change dramatically in tone and um yeah among the differences is the essence of the sequence in the yeah. early 80s slasher movies the final girl becomes activated and she does nothing but cool shit yes from start to finish um represents herself defends herself bests the killer saves the day does all this stuff when we get to the late 80s it's a stretch to even call them final girls. I know. Because instead of grabbing a weapon and fighting the killer, they just jumping jacks. Right. <laughs> so, and I, squad. I will say, so that's why my, my love of them changes to loving the camp. I, exactly, exactly, because the final girls, yeah become irrelevant mm -hmm. as they only do stupid things <laughs> and so it's, that's why it's it's there is that distinction because these are to me just really fun good movies to watch and those that's like when you pop your popcorn and <laughs> yeah you know it's halloween we're and, in the really yeah. good era right now like luckily for us the movies we're watching right now don't really need that much of an explanation because in large part they speak for themselves i think that a lot of people are realizing that you know if they missed out on these they missed out on something great yeah right but no one is going to say that for some of the movies of this genre that came out in 88 89 right. 1990 where all of the rules go out of the window the Dolores is the final girl. Uh, and they lose a lot of their charm. But however, <laughs> they're still like 
that's why the focus changes it it changes to okay we're gonna have a party we're gonna really have some fun here and it's not gonna be about anything other than like just enjoying the ride and in 81 it's about everything that we just talked about so every aspect every single thing here is at play had full suite of archetypes <laughs> we had a cool final girl yeah we had the ultimate in scenery we we had the uh woodsy rustic thing going yes. on and we also had the college i mean gosh it was full we had excellent social dynamics we got into the psychology of a fraternity um, yes. we had a lot of character development going on yeah now let's talk about the killer okay <laughs> should i go first you should <laughs> all right <laughs> all right because i am on the side of liking him <laughs> yeah because okay here's why it's complicated yes i enjoy killers with a mask the icons yes it would be interesting if it if it was like a whodunit so it's somebody that we've been interest, introduced to and had something to do with the prologue however because this is one of the only ones where it's just like peekaboo into the into the car and here i am you know like i'm the killer i have no motive like there's nothing we're gonna find out about him it's just to enjoy the the group of friends i like it i think it's fun because he has the the most fun with the jump scares like appearing in the gym and having the clock you know count down and then um popping out of the trash can punching through the the dorm door those were really cool yeah <laughs> so i so okay here's the thing i like the style oh scooting down the tray chute by the way oh i know that was really fun so, when he did the limbo yeah when he did the limbo so the way that he pops out is for me giving him points that would be taken away by the fact that it's not a whodunit and he doesn't have a mask okay okay so all in all you think that this is a pretty cool killer well <laughs> it's complicated <laughs> i think his style's cool I don't, he does have a really cool style. I know. I don't know about just seeing his face. Like, who are you? But because it's so new from all the ones that we've seen, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. So I'm pretty much going to come from the same perspective. Okay. So I'm this scared. killer, he is <laughs> not a... He's not one of the icons of the genre. He's not Michael Myers, mm -mm. and he's not Jason. He's not a masked superstar, nor is he one of the group of friends that you find out at the very end. So, as you said, this isn't a whodunit. 
it's not one of the big three. So what is it? Well, right, what is it? It's the first of its kind. My goodness. And in fact, it is the only one making it even more fun. Yes. It is the only time that this specific phenomenon has ever happened. Blatantly okay. flying in the face of established genre conventions and choosing to rebel against both popular methods of establishing a killer. That's what I'm saying. All of a sudden, we have a movie that stands on its own simply because of that. We are shown who the killer is at the very beginning. Yeah. And he goes on a killing spree. There's no explanation. There's no ubiquitous past event. Oh, yes. No U-E-E. Yeah. But instead, we just have this dude who goes on a killing spree. And why is this effective? Well, let's talk about that. So yeah. this came out in 1981. Now, this is extremely important stuff because this entire genre was inspired by a collection of famous serial killers in the 1970s in America. Yeah. Uh, so... 70s all of a sudden you had these dudes who would right. walk into people's houses and kill them and they were just normal people or so everyone thought right so cinema mimicked that and right horror genre made a very significant shift from the supernatural realm like ghosts and goblins being scary to yeah. the guy next door being okay. scary. That's what I'm saying. So it's just a normal person, human evil. A, a, yes. a person just snaps and starts yep. killing people. That is scarier than a ghost. That's what I think too. And he's just, yeah. he's creepy. Oh, I forgot to say the WWF, you know, body slam on the car. Also oh, one of my yeah. favorites. Yeah, he, he has some, some really, really cool kills. Top five for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. What it is. <laughs> I love it. Come on. The trash can. Anyway. I know. Oh, the Oscar the Grouch kill. Oscar the Grouch kill. Okay. That was really Top good. Top five. So, absolutely agree. It's, it's really, really creepy to just think, okay, this is just some guy who walked onto campus, as we know has happened. Um, it's terrifying, and I think that's kind of what they were playing on. Um, also the fact of violence, be people being desensitized, um, already with the joke with the, the frat boys, and the girls were just laughing about it, like, oh, prank, silly, you know? So I think that that's an interesting dynamic as well. It, it really is. There are so many things going on here sociologically and also uh, in terms of the cinematography, this movie features a killer who is exactly half Michael Myers and half Jason in terms of body language. Yes. But he is just some random dude. We never know who he is. We never know his name. We never know anything about him. So that was a very controversial choice at the time. Yeah. Especially in 1981 when 
okay, there was Halloween and there was Friday the 13th, but every other slasher, including the last 10 that we've watched, were whodunits. Right. And, you know, the killer turns out to be someone we know. And there's an explanation. Oftentimes, they've been traumatized by something that's happened in the ubiquitous past event. Right. This time, just some guy. It's, it's just, just some guy. Ted Bundy or John Wayne Gacy or Richard Ramirez or Henry Lee Lucas. But you know, with a bowl cut. <laughs> with a bowl cut. <laughs> with a bowl cut. But the reason why this movie is so good yeah. is because it wasn't just the serial killer thing, which we, we will cover movies like that. Maniac, Toolbox <gasps> Murders, yeah. etc. There are movies, proto-slashers, that came out in the 70s that perfectly replicated the experience of, you know, the serial killer on the loose thing and the new American landscape where the yeah. serious thing is a is a is a serial killer. But this it wisely integrated that into the context of a Friday the 13th-esque slasher movie party. Yes. So it has the nameless serial killer dude, but it also has all of the genre conventions that make slasher movies fun. So yes. unlike the toolbox murders That's and unlike Maniac, and unlike some of these movies that are actually somewhat cringy and yes. not fun to watch, right? Uh, this movie is an absolute party, thus really emphasizing the power of the slasher movie. This is a fun experience. It takes something that is inherently horrific, the yeah. concept of a serial killer, but it somehow places it in the backdrop of American pop culture and sociology. Everyone's partying and everyone's having fun and somehow this just works. It works so well. It is a party. Okay, this is what I've been saying, Hisu. <laughs> I know. That it's a party and look at you go and you didn't even want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I no. know it. I, I know it. love it though because, because it is so fun. You look at Radish He's on the phone saying the psychopaths are here. You right. look at Wild Man spilling his pills. <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. Um, the alley oop from the tree. And oh, oh god, the alley oop. <laughs> the alley oop. <laughs> I mean, come on. We've got Airhead. We've got Dolores. We've got Pledge. And we've got Courtney with a two by four. And Courtney with a two by four. Courtney with a two by four. Come on. She, I'm sorry, but Courtney, okay, I wasn't really sure about Courtney. I didn't really have, like, I wasn't invested in her. When she became activated, holy Moses, was I on board with Courtney. The way, yeah. oh, the way that she fights back, her, like, crazy, brutal ending with the knife it's incredible it's amazing it's incredible the sequence was great the activation was great yeah um i i love how this movie somehow manages to provoke us to compare it both to the late 80s movies and 
the 70s movies yeah. uh there's a reason for this because it's doing so many things at one time yes. it is a perfect example of a one-off that happened to capture lightning in a bottle and uh the lightning did not strike twice but you know what it struck everyone's hair yes it okay did. we've got the golden <laughs> electric storms and the bronze electric storms we have oh some epic God. hair going on epic hair the froze the radishes <laughs> the reason that i'm going off so much on the killer is because normally i would not like a movie no that either didn't have an iconic masked killer or was a whodunit. Neither would I. Normally, I would give it a low rate. Yeah, same, but so would I. because Final Exam did so many things oh, right. So many. It, it, it really bears mentioning that this movie is uh, incredible. It's so much fun. And I think that's where they went really just, they were right. And I love it because before you were like, the friends might not be good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, but it's only the best group ever. Because Blaine is fun to hate. You know, um, Wild Man is, is just a party pair. <laughs> I was so worried. I was actually I so worried that I wasn't going to like this movie. I know, because of the killer, I think. But that actually led to like the ultimate uh, situation because I ended up loving it. And now Me too. I love it even more because I'm so pleasantly surprised. I know. And it's, it's just one of those movies that when you really just let yourself, like just give into movie, okay? Just like, take the exam. Take the exam. You know, I've got a three hole punch. You've got a number two pencil. Yeah. It's final exam. It's final exam. I truly loved it. it it's a one of a kind. We're still in 1981. It was the first slasher movie that did something different. And also, just so everyone knows, when we talk about these movies, we are rating them amongst themselves and amongst yeah. each other, not within the context of cinema as a whole no, no, that no, should no. be obvious and that should go without saying so now that we've stated the obvious uh everything we said applies here this yes. is an excellent film it is an excellent slasher movie it does so many things right the oh. look at the cover do you see the cover are you okay. looking at the cover the cover makes you think <laughs> it's ftt it sure does. It's almost identical. It really is. I can't believe they got away with some of this stuff. I can't believe they got away with that cover and soundtrack. And the soundtrack, the piano. My God. Oh, Are God. you serious? So they have the, the cover of FTT with the piano of Halloween. See? It's the mullet. They know exactly what to be influenced by. That's just called smart. Mm. They're just smart. They recognize Halloween and Friday the 13th as the masterpieces they are. Yes. And they, you know, they, they quote-unquote copied them both, the extent that all of these slashers did, and to great effect, like many of these. Okay, and we have to say, because people have been asking, you know, when are we doing Halloween? Because it's, it's Halloween. 
And but it's difficult because we're going to do the series when we get to Halloween. And we want to do it justice. And it's obviously, you know, a big, a big movie to tackle. So we just want to make sure that it's in the right sequence and that we can um, we can really sit with the series. Yeah, we didn't somehow miss Halloween. No. <laughs> uh, obviously. And uh, the reason that we started the Friday the 13th is because Friday the 13th, in, in our opinion, uh, the opinion of this podcast, that Friday the 13th is the first slasher movie. Yes. You like, know, officially. That, <laughs> it's, it, it can't be overstated here some people will say psycho some people will say the man who laughs the silent film you know some people will say texas chainsaw massacre some people will say black christmas we say friday the 13th friday a lot of 13th. people would say halloween and there's a lot of important reasons why we believe what we believe yes so we started 1980 with Friday the 13th and then we proceeded to cover the children of Friday the 13th those movies that it spawned first traveled to Canada yay 1981 Canada the legendary slasher films these are the movies that inspired people to call these slashers well, and Friday the 13th is a whodunit as well. It's not Jason. And so I think sometimes that gets lost in conversation that it's Pamela in Friday the 13th part one. And yes. Halloween is a, is a horror. It's a masterpiece. Friday the 13th is more like low budget formula that's very easy to replicate. Friday the 13th is perfect example of someone sitting in a movie theater and watching Halloween and saying oh my god this movie's great but let me streamline this experience Yeah. take everything that Halloween just happened to do and turn it into a rule right with like a hundred bucks in your pocket a <laughs> hundred bucks you know, so, so that's the other thing. It's um, it's <laughs> <laughs> it made it so that you could could do something like Friday the Thirteenth and not have a huge Hollywood budget, basically. Halloween did so many things that eventually became iconic, but when it did them, it was just making a movie. Right. <laughs> he had no idea. That it was going to become a thing, and then here comes Sean Cunningham, mm-hmm. right? He's uh, he he sees this, rightfully so, as a cash cow, as a formula. So here here comes Sean Cunningham. He says, "Well, I'm going to make my version of Halloween, except it's going to pop in a in a in a jazzy way. It's going to have this going to be fun pacing." that turns into a total party and overtly and self-consciously do everything Halloween does in an exaggerated manner. 
Yeah, and that's where the camp comes from. Literally, they're at camp. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's so, like, aware of that aspect. And I think that's why it's really fun, because it kind of bonds so many of, of these movies, like Final Exam, that you can really have fun with, even though, you know, aside from the fact that it's also a slasher. I had so much fun watching this movie. In Me fact, too. it's just another golden gem in the sequence of movies we've been watching. We've covered some really, really good movies here. I think so too. And it's fun. It's always fun. That's the thing. We have watched this movie, you know, a few times over the weekend and, um, you know, in preparation. And mm-hmm. it, it always feels fresh. Every single time I watch this, it's it so feels fun. like the first time. It's so much fun. And so, oof, um, what's your rating? All things considered, Ooh. I'm going to give it a 9.4. Same. Gotta be 9.4. It's gotta I'm not, be 9.4. You know, I mean, I can't give it higher than that because... No been watching some incredibly good movies and i want to give them their proper respect yep it also has something that uh you know that that i didn't particularly enjoy you know i wasn't a huge fan of the killer just being some dude however exactly you know like we've been talking about they did it masterfully that i overlooked it that's this killer just yep. being some random serial killer it's super scary it, it, it is so incredibly effective now if yeah. that if that were the only thing about this movie then it would get a very low rating oh absolutely but, but we've got radish so many other things mm-hmm. were right yeah. as we like them the full oh, suite full the suite. environment uh, the, the pacing, the sequence, the final girl, oh. everything about this movie really, really speaks to the excellence of slashers, and it managed to carve out, if you will, something that was unique to itself, and no slasher movie before or since has had some random killer that is never explained. It's it's a party. Um, and by the way, no house band. Like, it was that good without even, you know, music. <laughs> yeah, there's no house band here. Normally, we talk about the music. Mm-hmm. Normally, we get obsessed with the music. That is yeah. a part of the party. Absolutely. But in this movie, we had something that was so fascinating. I think that's the word here. Yes. It's we like, saw what the heck is happening? in the very first five minutes, the killer, yeah. we saw his full body, we saw his face. And yeah. so we're like asking ourselves, did this really happen? Did we have the reveal in the first five minutes? And yeah, we did. We actually did. We actually did. That is the killer. And so you better have some some cool teens some cool friends yeah to you know spice it up (laughs) that's the thing the movie is so good that 
nine four is the only rating I can give it. I can't go lower because of all of the things that it did right, and I can't go higher because it wasn't a whodunit or an iconic killer. Exactly. Um, so, but you can put four? this on like at any point. That's the thing I love about Final Exam. Oh yeah, this movie always works. Yep, no matter it's, what. It's one of those things like we often say, you don't know what to watch, just choose this. Yes. Look uh, at how many like times we've seen it just recently and <laughs> somehow it keeps being it's good. It's so much fun. Okay. So 9-4 across the board. Yeah. Um, what's next? So next we have a, a movie called Night School. So yes. we're staying in the school theme. We've been <laughs> we've been at school for a while now. Yes, we have. Uh, graduation day was an all-out party. Oh, God. Final exam was a very fascinating thing. We were both a little bit more reserved for this episode because we're so darn fascinated. Yes, exactly. This movie is its own thing. And then next time, we're going to cover something called Night School. Ooh. It's got a very interesting tone. Mm -hmm. Very different. And I am extremely excited to cover that. Now, after that, we've been talking about called House on Sorority Row. Oh, yeah. House on Sorority Row. So, once again, school. We're back at school. We're back at school. Now, after that, initiation. What do you know? More school. Oh, my. I'm super so, excited. Yeah, our number two pencils are going to stay sharpened, and our Absolutely. binders are going to stay organized. Our pocket protectors are yes. in. Um, I have my three-hole punch. Heck yeah. Your <laughs> spiked three-hole punch. Exactly. <laughs> Yay. Well, that will be amazing. There's so many good things to come here on the pod. 9-4. 9.4 all around. I hope that all of you have studied for this exam as much as we have. Because the test is coming up sooner than you think. Now keep your suit on. <laughs> <laughs>